0: What's up, everyone? And welcome to week four of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And me and Alex just witnessed, hopefully, the end, the end of, of – uh, do we call him a head coach? Do we just call him that guy? I don't even know. Crazy eyes. What do we call
1: him? I have no idea. I I can't express my anger right now. It is
0: – We are. Few- we are – we are sad, we are hungry, we are tired, we, we we don't we don't even know, man. But Ricey, just get it out of here and let's start this rapid reaction episode where we'll be talking about pre a little bit of what we saw from the Colts game, a little bit of rapid reaction from this game, and honestly what has to happen starting tomorrow. Let's go, Ricey. <laughs> What's up everyone? Welcome to Rapid Reaction Week Four. The Jets Broncos game just ended prime time. And we are your support group. Alex, how you doing, man?
1: Bro. <laughs> I can't even deal with the fucking shit that is the New York Jets at this point. Honestly
0: Wait, you're coming straight with us today.
1: I, I can't hold it back, bro. It is I was watching this game. I was actually excited. I, was, You know, I wanted this team to win. Like, regardless of my feelings about Adam Gates, I actually wanted this win. We were actually competing. We were actually doing well. And I have, like, I just stopped. I just stopped texting my friends during the game just because I had this weird, weird, weird feeling of just, like, Jetsism. Just, like, coming out of just, like, oh, yeah, we got the lead. Oh, yeah, everything's going well. And then when I saw we couldn't even... Knock it into the end zone in the fourth. We only got we only settled for a three, and then I was just like, "Oh, we're losing this game." I just knew it because like we never, we've never, ever, ever, ever won with just a field goal. It's very rare. It's very rare.
0: Sometimes it feels like,
1: especially on prime time, dude. It was this. This game was just so infuriating because we had this in the bag. We actually had this in the bag.
0: So <laughs> oh, for the first time, well, probably the only time this year. The Jets were favored in a football game. We we are playing the fourth-string quarterback for the Denver Broncos. They have a decimated defensive line. Their offensive weapons are hurt. They have allowed the most sacks in the league so far this year. (sighs) Bro. I I, I agree with you, man. So let's just step back for a second. So we had this uh, bombshell article that came out right before the game started where they just wanted to mention that Adam Gase was not on the hot seat. So I guess my take on that was why would you come out the day before, like hours before the game and tell us that Gase is not on the hot seat and moreover the outcome of this game doesn't affect his job. My take on that was they see see Twitter – Okay, the Jets organization sees Twitter. They see they they see ESPN and all and what the media is saying about them, and they listen to ESPN radio. Okay, they they know what's going on, and so they realize that people who are actually Jets fans like you and I don't want the Jets to win games. But we're we're in the first quarter of the season, so what what it felt like for me was the Johnsons, who have never fired a coach mid-season before. We're coming out and saying, hey, guys, we're just as frustrated as you, but we still need to win games. Like, we can still turn this thing around. Like, for whatever, you know, for whatever turn this thing around means, we still can do that. So what I felt was that they were trying to sort of ease, you know, just like telling Jets fans, like, take it easy, man. Just, like, root for the Jets today. Like, we're favored in the game. So, every you know, like we're kind of hyped for this matchup. We're reversing the fortune quarterback. Even if we win this game, like, Gase could still be fired. And if we lose, you know what I'm saying. Gase is still gonna probably be fired. You know, like it was just like th- the game has nothing to do with it, but in a positive way. Like Gase is gonna be fired regardless of what happens in this game. Rather than, oh, you know, if he wins this game, he's good to go. You know, not not like a, he has a longer leash, but almost like, hey, guys, we feel you, and we we need you on our side this game. I but, will. Oh, Alex, like I, you, you said you said you had no hope in the beginning of this game. I had hope. Honestly, I was reeling for the Jets. Like the first half was kind of tough. Pierre Jea was killing us inside, but once once he got that pick six, I I I was alive again. I was alive with that team, man.
1: No, let me let me clear that up. I lost faith in the fourth quarter once we got the once we settled for a field goal and like we needed the field goal just to take the league. but I was feeling good when Donald had that scamper, that 48 yard run for, a, or 46, 46 yard run for a touchdown. That was wild. That, that he came out looking like Lamar Jackson for that play. I, he gave the fake, uh, the fake slide and just like had defenders. He shook him, put on the, turned on the Jets um, like he, he legit just came out and like it looked good. Like he looked good. He looked poised for most of it. He took some ill advised sacks. Um, you know, completion. He went, he went over 50%. I think around like 55, but it was, this is nothing to write home about, dude. It's like, like we played, we played well offensively. We played well offensively. We kept moving the ball. It's the red zone. We just, we were just terrible in the red zone. I, I just, I just lost faith when we, when we just kick a field goal in the fourth and we can't punch it in, like the touchdown is this, when you score a touchdown, that is the, that's the kiss of death. That 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 seals the fate for the other team. That deflates teams. When you give them, when we're only at one point, the team's like, oh, all we need is a field goal. I was like, that's just so hard to like. That's so hard to hold on a lead because a field goal could be kicked like forty plus yards out, and both kickers were on tonight. Which, yo, that was
0: normal for. I feel like for the kickers to be on. What bothers me about this whole thing is I know Gase's excuses are ready, right? So Lamar Jackson, the cornerback who just elevated from the practice squad, who was an undrafted free agent, he had a bunch of blunders today. The penalties on defense were horrific. Pierre Desir was getting torched all game. Like, and it's not just us being like stupid, you know, crazy Jets fans. Like, did you hear Steve Smith at halftime? You know what I mean? He 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 went off on Pierre Desir like throw it against thirty five. Eventually, thirty five woke up. You know what I mean? And 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 took it to the house in the second half and kind of changed it around, fine. But the mistakes that were made were such rookie mistakes. Like, for example, that Hogan where, uh, that Hogan route where he tried to do the double move, like cut in, and then, you know, hit, uh, hit the corner of the end zone. Mm-hmm. 41 cornerback was just waiting right on that. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's – this is not Hogan's game. So, I mean, like, where I am with Adam Gase, and I'm sorry to say – He can be writing the perfect plays. Like, he could be, like, engineering the perfect plays. But if these guys can't run the route or Herndon can't catch a pass or now that Becton's out, we can't block, you know what I mean? Like, there's really nothing more we can do. Like, Sam Donald's running around like a crazy person, like a chicken with his head cut off, and he's, like, losing yards. But he's being asked to do crazy things. I'll tell you what. one thing that does bother me about Gase I mean, like, of course, a lot of things. But one thing that really irks me is he loves to say that he doesn't pay attention to the media. He doesn't pay attention to anything. What have we been talking about all week? Was that Sam Darnold is not allowed to uh, audible at the line and he never runs a QB sneak. What happened on the first drive of the game?
1: Yo, QB sneak. Audibles, man. He was changing it up.
0: You know what I'm saying? So he's clearly listening to us. So, like, like the more he tells me, oh, I don't listen to you, oh, I'm a football guy, like Bill Belichick, oh, you know what I mean? He's trying to, like, have that, like, personality, but he's just not that guy. He's just, like, that guy that always tells you, like, oh, I love to read, like, books. Like, oh, I read all the time. Like, oh, da da da." And then like, he doesn't actually read. You know, that's, like, it feels like Adam Gates is just, like, a, a poser. You know what I mean? Like, he's the guy that wears the rock and roll shirts and has idea what, like, what albums these uh, bands <laughs>
1: Oh my God. He's that dude that shows up to a concert doesn't know any songs, but just claims to love the artist.:
0: That's like the newest tour shirt. <laughs> it's like I, he's just like he always like has this like he has this big brand that like he's just some big offensive football guy. Like I, I just don't and he doesn't listen to the media. Clearly, like dude, you wouldn't let San Darnold – like, call an audible, and we had the least amount of motions, I think, right next to the Giants in the NFL leading up to today. And that's all we were doing today. You know what I mean? So it's just so – I know Crowder was back in. You know what I mean? So, like, that helps. But, man, oh, man, he just seems like such a big fraud. Like, like Adam Gase is just a fraud with a capital F.
1: Dude, it is – it's bad. The good thing – the only – like, we can quickly touch on, like, some of the positives and negatives from this game – like, a little later, but just, like, the feeling of, like, being an actual Jets fan and watching this, and <laughs> it's just gut-wrenching, dude. It is... Uh, it's really just frustrating at this point. We're 0-4. We're
0: 0-4. Is something positive about the Jets?
1: We're 0 Say something positive about the Jets right now? Yeah. Darnold was moving... The, 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 the offense was actually going up and down the field. Like, between the 20s, like, we're actually fine. It's... Once we get past the 20 and get into the red zone, it's just... It's just a crapshoot. Like, who the hell knows what's going to happen?
0: Boom. Okay, perfect, Alex. So, like, let's get to the crux of this, okay? Because I know everyone's freaking out, just like us. We're zero and four. Okay, we just lost to the zero and three Broncos with a fortunate quarterback and a decimated team. Okay, so it's over, man. The season's over. Okay, let's just call it what it is. We're not making the playoffs this year. We're not making the, it's. It's really out of the question. So, is Adam GaSe the coach tomorrow? Not. Uh... The, we all know what we want, but is Adam Gase the coach tomorrow because as you said Alex the offense is fine i mean like i know it's not amazing but like they're moving they're running you know what i mean and that's a
1: thing so he's going to be around tomorrow he's not getting he's not getting canned i don't i don't i don't see it getting can, i don't see him getting canned cuz we're actually moving the ball up and down the field there's stuff going, there's actually things happening you know the my issue though with gase is that i think it was i think Rappaport reported this today I think it was him. I can't remember where I read it, but they were saying that, you know, the fear of just like firing Gaze is that it would hinder Darnold's development. I can't agree with that at all. If you have a bad coach that's affecting your quarterback's play, you have to rip that band-aid off sooner rather than later. I don't, we don't like, this is a big year for Darnold and next year is going to be even bigger. But this year's particularly big because if we do bottom out and we have the chance, and I know you hate it and I hate it too, to even draft Trevor Lawrence, that is a thought that's going to run through the organization's mind that they have to actually think, like legitimately, like as we can hate it as much as we want, but they should actually be thinking about that if they're going to be doing their jobs properly. Right. And how are you even doing Darnold any like favors by keeping a guy who you know, yeah, sure, they move fine up and down between the field. But I'll also say this: they're moving fine up and down between the field. But Darnold was really, really, really extending the play for a lot of those, those 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 plays. Like he was scrambling out of the pocket, dodging tackles left and right. There were plays plays that were designed. He was showing that he could be a quarterback. Just step up into the pocket, hit uh, players in the numbers. Players got to catch it. You know, accuracy. You could say that's an issue, but after you lost Becton and he didn't have true protection on the left side, he just felt the pressure. He had to get it going. He has, to ru- he has to rush. There were just ill-advised sacks that he took. Look.
0: Were they ill-advised though? Like here's the thing. He didn't have a blocker on third down. Like he doesn't have a running back to block. Like I'm, I'm sorry. Like they, t- they were taking Frank Gore out for the third down and they put, you know, Michael Pirine in. He- he's just not picking up the blocks, man. You know what I mean? And, and, and so that's the excuse. And, like, it's not an excuse for me because, like, I, I'm, I'm going to toss it up to my boy Mike Tomlin from the, from the Steelers today where they're going through a crazy problem, the Steelers and the Titans this week, as we all know, with the COVID. And they're being postponed. And the NFL is basically giving them a bye week this week. So they asked Coach Tomlin, who's, by the way, on a contract year. Um, they asked him. What do you think about this bye week? You know what his answer was? We don't care. You know what I'm trying to say? Like we don't care. Like we are here to win. Like and they're going to turn it around. The problem with like with Gase, if they, you know, if they ask Gase that, or they ask him about the offense, gonna be like, oh, and it wasn't our fault. You know, like we had some blockers here. We could have did better there. We need to tackle better on defense. Like he's, he doesn't have the pulse of the team. Like did you see? Like my, uh, so I'm on vacation. Uh, and the TV was on, in the living room, you know, on the primetime game. So my parents are watching it. And they're like, look how sad these Jets players look. Like, straight up, look how sad they look on the bench. Like, they just look like they don't want to be there. Gore looking, he's about to cry. Defense literally looks like they're about to cry. And another thing, my dad, who doesn't know, total amateur, right? He's watching number 35, uh, you know, this year. He's just like, he's behind, He's just behind on every single play. So now if we fire Adam Gase like everybody wants and everybody's sticking Greg Williams in to be the head coach, uh, ooh, that, that is the antithesis of what drives me absolutely bonkers. What are we going to do with Greg Williams as a head coach when the man can't he, – he can't, his players don't tackle. We can't do anything against an 0-3 Broncos team with a four-string quarterback and his only job is to run the defense. He can't do that. By the way, How disciplined was that defense, man. We gave up like a hundred penalties.
1: But I know it was disgusting. Talking? No, and like I, I totally get you what you're saying. I think with Greg Williams, though, right? It's, it has to be either you, they're going to fire the offensive coordinator, with Gaze. There's no way he's sticking around. And then the other de facto, uh, the other de facto person you leave is Greg Williams. You can't fire all the top guys. You can't fire your head coach and both coordinators like offensive defensive coordinator that's just that would just be wild that that would be
0: but i I guess is what is there to gain you know what i mean i i I, like what like what are what is the net positive from from firing gaze tomorrow because i know like that that's really why we're here right like we just ended this game we just lost we're now 0-4 we lost an 0-3 team we're sitting here tomorrow everybody's going to be talking about fire gaze fire gaze fire gaze so what I'm what, my question is is it even a net positive, or is it actually be a net negative if we fire gates like who i I personally honestly
1: don't
0: care, but I, I don't know if that's gonna help anything
1: honestly like it the bigger question is where as an organization right and as like unfortunately Joe Douglas and Adam Gates are at the same level, they both report exactly the same to. uh Chris Johnson, right, or the Johnsons, however you want to do, it, however, however you want to frame it. Um, I would presume, Gre- uh, sorry, I would pre- presume Joe Douglas has a little bit more say because he's got a six-year contract, and Gase ha- does as like what he's on the second year 4 year contract. Oh, um, boy,
0: um, he's a, he's a lame duck coach. Everybody, well, Gase is done after this year. Everybody knows he's a but, lame
1: duck. So, here, so, but here's here's what I'm saying, right? Is that you're at the the the, thought, the train of thought that has to go with this is that as you're saying, what do you get out of this? It's what do you as an organization see for Sam Darnold? Right? Do you see a continuation of him regressing with Gase? And if that's the case, then you got to cut bait because you don't want it to get to the end of the season where you know your potential franchise quarterback just looks like is just Dookie out on the out in the field. Other fact is that if he's fine and he's still making plays, which we saw tonight that he's still able to make plays, then it's like, OK, then why even fire this guy if we're like if we're just going to be losing m- much more like and we're it might even be more of a net negative? It's not going to be positive, you know, interim head coaches. It gets a little rah rah. It gets a little energy back. It it creates some sort of motivation, and maybe that's what you need as as like an organization, as a team moving forward. Right? It's not. I think there's a lot of things that we got to think about. It's the quarterback, who's the most important part of this engine, right? Because it's either saying, look, you're going to stick with Gates to be the tank commander and get you Trevor Lawrence moving forward, or just get you in that option to do whatever to get even more assets off that first overall pick. That's the way we're going at this point. And then the next thing is that what's team morale? Who are you trying to keep around here? Who else is part of this foundation that we're creating? We got Becton. We got Darnold you know, you're hoping Mims can be part of that, right? You got Q Will. All these guys are supposed to be the foundation of this team. And if you're trying to create a foundation of this team, it's only a matter of time. And we saw it with Jamal Adams, right? Where players can only take so much of losing and being in a a, a stressful environment, all right? And just like something that's just so fractured. And You have to think as an owner and then also with your manager. And this is why it makes no sense. Why this is where the Jets just bother me where they have the general manager and the head coach at the same level. The general manager should be above the head coach at all times. They're the one who needs to be making the decision. They both can't be reporting to you. That's, that's stupid. That, that makes no sense. Who, what I like that just, it's just mind boggling to even have that thought process. And so as an organization, what do you think we should do moving forward with this team? Who are we protecting? It's not only Sam at this point, but as a team as a whole. So if you think that firing Gaze will get this team like, you know, gathered together and to move forward and to be happier and to be competing at a higher level, then do it. If you just think and if you, but if you really think that firing Gaze is going to get Darnold to regress even more, then you got to keep this, you know, this whack coach until the end of the season and then cut him loose but then unfortunately and this is where they really made the poor decision is that they chose a coach that sucked in Miami brought him here and now you're just saying hey we're, we're going to give you a second chance where he's yet to prove anything he'd even go back to being an offensive coordinator or weren't and come back and now we're just saying hey how, let's hire this guy if you're going to if you're going to make a move like that you have you better be sure yet yeah, you got everything in place you thought about game Reagan Mcagnan, then it Got Gase to fire McHagnon, then, then he brings in Joe Douglas's boy, like, it makes no sense, dude. So, long long answer short, is is firing Gase the the answer? Probably not. Probably not at this point because what are we gaining out of this? I don't I don't know what we're gaining out of this. Like I said, the only way we're gaining something is if the team comes together and starts to perform better. But we're seeing the team is the team actually perform better in the second half, right? So it's they came to life. It's it's closing games at this point. We're zero and four. We're not going anywhere. But it's just frustrating as a fan to have to know that we're probably going to have to sit for the rest, the remainder of the season to watch Adam Gase and the rest of this coaching staff just drive this team into the like into the I don't even know, Ben. It's just like into 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 the toilet.
0: Yeah. So, dude. I mean, I I feel you. I need first of all, breathe. Are you good, Alex? No.
1: I'm not good because this is this.
0: Oh, dude, it's crazy. I know. I feel you. So I guess my question is, my answer to your question is, do you think that Jim Bob Cooter could teach, he's our our current running backs coach, do you think that he can teach Donald how to run the offense more than Gase or is he, you know, is it better to just have them both around because that's your number one priority that you pointed out?
1: So I would actually trust Jim Bob Cooter over Gase just because of his success in Detroit with Uh, Matt Stafford I would trust Jim Bob Cooter I mean honestly I would trust you John to coach this team over Adam Gase personally um but like fair enough but like it's like it's the the bar set so low and like I love how Troy Aikman was like on the broadcast like not why he's like I'm not a Gase apologist but it's like Bro, I know you guys are all in a boys club where you all can't talk bad about each other. I get it. Like you're all like, once you're in this like NFL family, it's like being in the NBA family or any sports family. You can't talk bad about each other, but it's like, we all see it, man. We all see it on the field. It's not like there's, there's nothing like you can't. (laughs) This is not like John Cena. Like no one's invisible, like hand in front of the face. Like, come on.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, again, the excuses will come right out, right? Hurt, hurt offensive line, hurt running backs, and that, hurt wide receivers.
1: I'm sorry. This is where I got to stop you. This is where I got to stop you for one second because I have to just – I just have to say this and get this off my chest. Excuses for Adam Gase is it's getting tired at this point. We lost to a fourth fucking string quarterback. Vic Vangio came out here, had the fourth string quarterback. Fourth yeah. string quarterback beat the Jets. Yeah. What, what excuse – what excuse, this is where I kept, this is where I talked about last week. You coach up, you coach up. And it's like, look, defense suck, but guess what? Vic Vangio, like, we could have, we, we were, could have taken advantage of the Broncos at so many points, man. But Vic Vangio was able to coach up his players and was like, Hey guys, we're going to, we got to close this one out. And they closed it out.
0: Yeah, man. It's depressing. It really is. So I, uh, to go back to what you were saying about the Colts in week three. What did you actually want to see the Jets do today that they did do or they did not do? You know what I'm trying to say. So, what what did you see last week from the Colts that you that you took out of there?
1: Mm, there was more passing to the tight end slightly. There's more motion. You were getting Darnold out of the pocket, like not necessarily like design, but Darnold was getting out of the po- pocket to some extent. Darnold was able to audible darn was able to extend plays you're actually pushing it down the field a little bit more and being a little bit more aggressive in some instances they got the pi that personally i didn't think it was really a pi but they were able to get it and they didn't they did it both in the first and the second half which was very nice to see but then they also just moved the ball as a team much better finding open receivers but i also think that's a product of having jameson crowder back in the lineup because you see that's as you pointed out at the beginning of the season that is his blanket that's his security blanket right there and he keeps going down to him and crowder just makes all these plays man honestly like he's the best weapon that we got like in the pass catchers as one of the receivers and that it was good to see that and i think having crowder definitely made that made that change that was that was something that i wanted to see and we did get to see it
0: yeah and and i agree with you they definitely stuck out with the two tight end sets which i know has been like a a, a big uh Topic point for me, new personally, about the Jets team uh, after week one, uh, because we just wanted Herndon involved and Griffin involved and Wesco involved. We got all these guys and drop after drop after drop after drop, man. Versus Colts, Ryan Griffin was dropping passes. Today, Herndon is looking like, I don't know, a Jets tight end. Like, that's the best way I can explain Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon is a stereotypical New York Jets tight end where we just – he's pretty good in college. He's kind of hurt. He's all right at blocking. And he's supposed to be this amazing pass catcher that never catches a pass. Like if I – like that is it. That is what a Jets tight end is. Either that or just a straight fullback that just just lines up as a tight end. I
1: I agree, man. It is depressing. And Gase was hyping him up this – this offseason and you know what is getting me even more worried is that he's been hyping up Mims to this off season. and i am now terrified of like i just if Gase is coming out saying oh yeah he's going to be great and we're seeing like guys who he's like touting is like going to be great and they're coming out being like meh i'm not i'm not i don't i'm not having doubts about Mims. i'm just like i just i'm questioning the evaluation of our head coach, because I expect more preparation and a better performance from someone who's supposed to be an offensive guru, a quarterback whisperer, and who's just been touting since this offseason and attacking beat reporters saying that my offense is ready. My offense could do this. Da 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 da. Oh, by the way, you can tell I'm just in my feelings right now. By the way, Rich Suminia is four, gaze zero.
0: You you know what really is getting to me, man. Like the more I'm thinking about it, because like we really haven't had much time to digest this game. What is it? This game was in a absolute vacuum. Like if this was week one, right? And we and we played like we played today, we would be ecstatic. We'd be like, "Yo, the problems that we had make perfect sense." Right? Desir just came in, had her bad first half. He picked it up in the second half. Jackson, undrafted free agent. He's, you know, he slacked a bunch. No problem. He'll get it together. Cager's not running crispy routes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Hogan can't really, he's, he's playing, you know, the X and Y receiver. That's not his game. No problem. You know what I mean? Herndon dropping a couple passes. He'll get to it. But, dude, you know what I mean? Like, kind of, you know, Beckton got a little hurt. Darnold got hurt, came back. Like, you know, we're pretty resilient today. You know what I mean? Parai missed some, ta- you know, some blocks, some assignments on third down. Like, okay, no problem. We made it a game. We'll come back next week. You know, we'll come back next week. But the fact that this is week four of it, and, like, we're just so sick of this crap, It, it like, there's really no room for error. So, like, that's the whole thing, man. So, I, I totally get it. Game by game, case on a case-by-case case analysis, Gase could pick up the roster for this game versus this defense, and you know, and go quarter by quarter and show that he did a decent job. I'm with him. Like, I, I, I'm with it, and that's why I know that Jets fans are sitting at home like, I wish we lost this game, or as soon as we do something bad on offense, like, great, this is going to be good for us in the end. And, like, and, again, going back to it, I think that's why uh, the Johnsons were, like kind, of, were like kind of putting that through the media today. Through, uh, you know, don't, this game has nothing to do with whether Gates is going to get fired or not. We're obviously not going to extend him next year, and we're probably not going to fire him because we don't fire coaches. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like that that's what they were going for because on paper, Gase has an argument. And you know who doesn't have an argument? The defense, dude. Nobody's talking about it. The penalties on defense today were unreal. Greg Williams has been absolutely atrocious, man. I don't know what else to say. The defense has been the worst part of the Jets. And everybody's so focused on Sam Darnold and wanting us to get Trevor Lawrence and worried about Gase. I feel like we haven't made a tackle in four weeks. I, re- <laughs> I realize that Alec Ogletree is a linebacker and he was cut from the Giants practice squad, who also don't have a linebacker. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm privy to all of this. Like, I know that Peanut is hurt. I know that CJ got out. I know Avery is, I don't know, dead. Like, I don't know what's going on with Avery Williamson. He was. I, he's, he's you know, he's a backup. Langy I, I, um, I, I understand, like, that we have Bless Austin, that we have, you know, year who we signed as a number one, that Jamal Adams left, so we're and Ashton Davis is hurt, so we're kind of rocking with, like, Marcus May and whoever is, the, and McDougal, and, you know, we're kind of just, like, putting things together. But, dude, look at the penalties today. Like, Quinn and Williams, dude, don't grab the guy's face back on third down. You know what I mean? Like, that, you don't have to be – that's not Adam Gase. You know what I mean? I, I know, discipline, discipline. But they have made it clear he's a coordinator. He's, a, he's, a he's only taking care of the offense. We, he's made it clear. This is all on Greg Williams, man. I, he's, just be, he's just been giving the, the free pass. I have no idea why. But this defense has, like, made me want to throw up more than anything, more than the offense, you I, I pro- I, I, I keep talking about Darnold, Trevor Lawrence. Dude, we need a linebacker. We need a cornerback. We need an edge rusher. And oh, my to, God. You know what I mean? We don't need a quarterback. We need a tackler. X position.
1: Please, for the love of God. And all right, let's, let's – I guess we already know like – so let's just finish. Let me just finish this off. Offensively, we are able to move the ball. Negatives. Can't knock it into the end zone. We got to figure it out and like be a little bit more creative, just more creative. We're still being like I get words. I get like I get that Gaze is now implementing like motions two tight end sets. He's slowly doing it because we're complaining about it, and it's just kind of like, hmm, it's not a bad idea. Literally, is that guy is like, I will not listen to you guys, and then goes back to say, like, hmm, you know that actually might work. I'll try. I'll try that out, and they're actually working, which is which is the most comical part. It's like we're telling you this because it actually works and it's actually working. The offense is actually moving up and down field. Wait until we tell them what to do in the red zone and we start freaking scoring once we're in the red zone. It's going to be phenomenal, guys. Just wait. Um
0: Shout out to Boyer though. Man, shout out to Boyer. I know like the special teams coverage wasn't that good, but ficken did all right. Man. He did. He did. But no. The Boyer, man. Seriously, that's my boy. For Honestly. sure.
1: For sure. For sure. Special teams is the only thing that's kind of holding us down. But last thing for negatives on offense, the the thing, like I said, it's just being bland play calling. Like just, we got to fix that. Let's move to the defense and get this, get this train rolling because you just knocked on the head. Tackling is just abysmal. I don't even, you said it. Who We have not tackled. Like besides Marcus May having that stellar week one, everyone has just been quiet. Like I don't care. Pierre Desir got two interceptions and one pick six. You let everybody just beats you like all over the field like you can't you can't i'm sorry it's just like <laughs> look it, it's like solving a test right it's like having a test and it's like if you're if you're getting eight other questions wrong but you answered two questions like perfectly and this is like a math test you got the perfect equations
0: number nine and ten right in a row bro
1: it's like congratulations you still failed the test and like like it's, this is not even being new. Like he's get, he's even laying off guys, and Jerry Judy's getting by him. Like he's giving them like five, like five to ten yards, like cushion, and then they're pulling double moves or just burning past them, and it's just it's just bad, just bad. Like he's the weakest link in like our pass coverage.
0: I don't know, man. Bless wasn't doing that doing so hot either. So like, he's what-
1: a, but he's. He, He's the two. Our one is getting attacked. I can like look. It's like when we had re- like, and this is gonna be like. I'm not talking like the same level. Th-
0: don't say, don't say 24.
1: I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm just. I, I'm not. I'm, like I, it would be unfair to compare that type of level. But this is what I'm, this is what I'm trying to go for. When we had those guys, right? When we had when we had the Batman and Robin, right? 24
0: and 31.
1: Yeah, not looking for shutdown. Not even looking close for shutdown. That is just like a one in a million chance one in a million chance when they knew they couldn't get on Revis. They're usually, you usually attack the number two guy, but we're attacking the number one guy. Like everyone's attacking the number one guy. Like your number one has got to be a little bit better than that. Like I'm not like crow when crow was on the chargers and was the number one guy, he was even getting nearly uh, attacked as much as when he came to the jets because they're like, he's got speed. He's got length. He, he can he something's going to happen. Let's attack the other guy. You're ready to attack the two and you're ready to attack the nickel. It's sad that no one attacks it, it's hilarious that no one attacks Pulio, but yet you're ready to go for our number one guy. That's that's just like the most blasphemous thing and just like in pass defense. It's it's just crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, let me let me ask you uh, a hot take. Do, do you do you give props to our defense a little bit for kind of doing the uh The Tennessee Titans' Vrabel approach to their kicker to Goskowski, where he messed up, he messed up, he messed up. He got a pep talk, and then he got it together for the rest of that game. And going forward, he's been automatic. And ever since, you know, they showed the pep talk, you know, to uh, Pierre on the sideline. And then after that, he, you know, stepped it up, not only on the interception, but, you know, the Jets had a coverage interception the next, uh, next. Uh, possession for Denver as well before they, of course, blew it with wide open players. But again, that was I, I'm gonna. I mean, without looking at the film, just a rapid reaction. It kind of looked like uh, miscommunication between Jackson and the yeah. same, both of those. Even the one that was uh, overmiss and they just did the same play again because mm-hmm. really the rookie had no idea what was going on. Uh, yeah. So like, I don't, do you give props to like you know to there, or do you, do you think there's a you know a room for improvement there, or, do, or are you just like yo know, bench Pierre, like let's get out of here?
1: Look, we can't bench him because I don't, like, after that, it's just, it's, we're probably putting ourselves in, unless we're ready to put Bless at the one, which, that I'm not even asking for. Like, you know, if we're going through, I trust Greg Williams' evaluation. If we're putting Pierre Desir as the one, I don't want to see what Bless is at the one. I really don't. I really, really, really don't. Because as much as we can put the blame on Greg Williams for not having his defense ready, tackling comes with the players too, right? Like the players have to wrap up. The players have to be engaged. The players have to be focused and ready to run through a brick wall. That's pretty much what you're doing to get these guys on the ground. And it's just, it's just incomplete tackles. Like they're just diving at legs or not even doing the proper form. They're trying to trip guys up. It's, it's just poor form, poor execution, like defensively i'm sure the schemes would work like when when he, when when uh, greg williams was dialing up exotic blitzes to get those two picks right within the fourth quarter it works his his schemes work he gave the pep talk as you said he did all those things they actually work but I, and like we can use this for like gaze, too right it's like if your players can't execute it your plans are only good as how good your players are so our players defensively like we talked about this before coming to the season our pass coverage is either going to be middling like we hope to be best at middling at best. And we're not even middling. We it's 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 tough, man. Like this is the weakness that we had. This is the weakness that we had. And the only thing I can say that's good from this defense is at least run wise. For the most part, we hold them down. We just give us some crazy, crazy wild run plays, though. Like they're like that last one is just like a crazy like fluke of a play. Like we just love to give up flukes.
0: But, like, it's not even a hook, man, because we it's a two-minute show, and we have the timeouts, and they're running down the clock. We know they're running the ball. But I, It's just insane that we can't make a tackle. But don't worry, dude, because our work is all cut out for us. Next week, we got Kyler Murray and D-Hop. Like, what's going to happen?
1: Oh, I'm happy that I have D-Hop on my <laughs> fantasy team. It's going to be this could be beautiful. I'm. I. I feel bad for whoever I got to play in fantasy because we're about to get like 50 points. It's just about to happen.
0: Well, the dummy that benched Jerry Judy today because I was like, oh, four string quarterback for the Broncos, Greg Williams defense. You know, maybe they'll just like quadruple team Jerry Judy. Nope, murder us.
1: Shout out. You, don't. Don't worry, John. You can live in misery. I'll shout out our one of our listeners to the pod one of my best friends from uh, elementary school, OG from first grade, uh, Steven DeGroat, give you a little shout out here on the Jets pod. Uh, Steve put money down uh, in a survivor pool on the Jets today.
0: Oh my goodness. Actually, my my brother uh, suggested the same thing. And I literally looked at him and I said, you want me to put my survivor on the (laughs) Jets? Like, do you hear yourself right now? Like, Literally could
1: not believe that's what he suggested. Yo, I saw that text. I was like, you're a dirty person right now for even thinking that.
0: (laughs) You're a crazy man.
1: Absolutely. But hey, John, I think, look, defense, like for defense, for this, for, for this rapid reaction for the Jets Broncos, that's fine. Let's touch on for our listeners because I'm sure they want to get a, a little bit of the Colts and, uh, Jets last week if, if they want. But we could do we could do a quick touch on it just because I feel, I feel bad for not even giving them any any type of breakdown. so why don't we just keep going to this misery about Jets Colts and I can give you I can give you this uh, breakdown in a few words if you really want it.
0: Yeah I don't I mean we, we touched on, we kind of touched on what we wanted to see improve and what we saw change but I mean we gave a 36-7 effort. I, th- that's that's pretty much how much effort we put into a Jets Colts review.
1: I'll sure. That's-, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. And I'll put in that same effort right here. Besides the first touchdown, we were horrendous.
0: It was, you know, it was, like, it was literally insane, dude. 36 oh, 7, two pick sixes. Philip Rivers is laughing at us, screaming out daggum on the sideline. You know, I, don't, I do not want to mention that game.
1: <sighs> so, yeah, I I guess, you know, that, I guess, I don't know. Is that, is that it for the Jets section? Like, we're giving the rapper reaction. We can't even break down the Col- Jets Colts game because we did watch it. We did, we, like, it's hard for us to take a serious face after seeing this game and then really try to like break down Colts Jets when it was just an abysmal game. Like, it's, I can't even, I can't even, it's, it's, John, we predicted two and two beginning of the season for our way too early predictions. We are 0 and four. We're going, we're out of the first quarter 0 and four, and we got the Cardinals coming up next week. We are on a fast track to being the next, and I hate to say this, the next Cleveland Browns.
0: Like, oh, we look like the Browns right now. You know why we look like the Browns of last year? Because last year they had Freddie Kitchens and we have Adam Gase. End of story. It's that's the story.
1: Yeah, no, it really is.
0: We Beckham last year. It doesn't matter who you have. If you have Freddie Kitchens there, it's not going to work. If you have Adam Gase here, it's not going to work. That's it. End of story.
1: That's a fact. That's a
0: fact. So Honestly, that, that, that's going to that's gonna wrap up for me the, the, the Jets portion of the Knicks, Jets, et cetera, a rapid reaction to the Broncos. We think I don't think Ad- – I want Adam Gase to be fired. I don't think Adam Gase is going to be fired. If he is, it better be Boyer as the interim coach. And if it's Greg Williams, it's <laughs> absolutely lose <losing> his mind. me <laughs> absolutely nothing.
1: There might – this podcast like – so you're – for our listeners, uh, we're
0: – I'd rather Gase then have Greg Williams.
1: For our listeners, uh this podcast may be uh may be recording from a dumpster fire if John is even alive at this point if if if, if that actually happens.
0: So yeah, I really hope that doesn't happen. We're going to have a quick uh cetera portion today, Alex. What do you got for us?
1: All right. So for the cetera portion today, John, I just want to go over some marquee games that we got coming up this weekend that I want to talk about. Um so, yeah. So let's get let's kick right into it, all right? John any teams that you want to see this weekend? Because there is one game in particular that I'm really excited for. Do you know which game that is?
0: Patriots Chiefs.
1: Actually, it is. Patriots Chiefs.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, that's definitely the marquee game, uh, of the week. Um, and it's to- not, go ahead.
1: Yeah. And it's not even like the, it's not even a late night game, but.
0: I thought it's a, it's a day game. So that's actually a, a pretty nice treat for us. Bill Belichick is a huge underdog. That's kind of odd for me. Um, I, uh, my survivor team, though, as you mentioned by your friend with the Jets, is Baltimore over the Washington football team.
1: That's a good one. That's a good one. See, those are those are those are rational. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who puts their who puts a survivor in the Jets? Uh, that's really tough. I I, I am excited. I, the one I kind of kind of thought about was Seattle Miami, but I, Seattle Miami is a typical game where Miami gets the upset. Because I'm going to tell you something, man. Russell Wilson has been looking like the MVP, and I, I would probably guess that he's going to be the MVP this year. But that defense is atrocious. I don't care what you tell telling me about Jamal Adams. That defense has been absolutely horrid.
1: Uh, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I wouldn't say it's – I think it's like from the games that I were, I've been able to watch, it looks like it's more of the cornerbacks. So they also have a cornerback issue for like pass coverage. I'll give it that. Their run their run stop is pretty is pretty solid. Um yeah. The Seahawks though, their defense, you know, whoever's playing against the Seahawks defense, the only good thing about the defense is that they get a lot of turnovers. They cause a lot of turnovers. It's um it's kind of like that uh remember when the Packers were really good I for what year was it? They were really good when they had like Clay Matthews, I think it was Aha Clinton Dix, and they couldn't they couldn't stop they couldn't stop teams from getting yardage, but they always got turnovers. It was just like they popped it out of nowhere. It was just crazy. I think that was I think that was at Ross. I can't remember the year that was. It was I want to say it was like 2013, 2014.
0: Yeah, I mean, like their their linebackers, they, they just aren't it, honestly. And 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 t- typically a team like uh, Miami, where they like to run and kind of run their offense to what the defense dictates. I think they're going to be able to poke some holes, and I kind of trust Fitzmagic in this in this game. This is such a Fitzmagic game where he just takes it to Seattle and wins it, and it's like, oh my goodness, like Fitzmagic is back.
1: First four weeks, baby. Fitzmagic is always on, on the line for first four weeks.
0: That's a confident Alex. That, that's the most confident Alex face I've seen all year.
1: That, let me tell you something, man. There's some, there's one thing I've watched for being a Jets fan long enough is that you are, you can guarantee. Fits magic to be good for the first four weeks of the season, and then it just somehow disappears. It just comes back for spurts throughout the regular season, but the first four weeks, it's there. Um, yeah, so definitely. But yeah, definitely Patriots and Chiefs is the game that I want to watch just because we're talking about a high-octane offense in Kansas City that's slowly, slowly, slowly coming to life. It's slowly coming to life. Look what they did to the Ravens. That was very impressive. They, they, And the defense looked... I don't know if it was more so the defense I'm supposed to be impressed by or if I'm supposed to be a little worried for the Ravens' offense because they really rely heavily on the running game. And it looked like Lamar was like – he was either overshooting guys and guys were also just dropping passes, especially Mark Andrews, man. Mark Andrews, what the hell are you doing?
0: That was a crazy drop. And, and, and like that's like a daily basis for us with Chris Herndon. That's what, that's what I was like, oh, yeah, Titan dropped the pass. That's normal. Would you expect him to catch it? <laughs> <laughs> see one of
1: those in years oh my god but yeah so I look at I, I look at the Chiefs defense like I don't I don't necessarily think the Chiefs defense is like that stout to stop the Patriots but I think it's going to be a good shootout that's why I'm seeing with that game so that's actually why I'm kind of like kind of hyped I'm also like like as much as I hate hate the Patriots I do like Cam Newton I do Same. like him and, sure. and unfortunately he's on that unfortunately he's on that that godforsaken team so I'm I want to see how well he does against us.
0: At- we got breaking news from The Athletic.
1: What's the breaking news?
0: Jets not planning to fire Adam Gase.
1: I mean, we said that, right?
0: There it is, man. And and we, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense.
1: It, well, well it's, it goes back to that whole train of thought I was talking about, right? Like, what, what as the organization do they think? However, when I bring that train of thought back, I actually don't think that's what they're – I don't know if they're actually doing that type of process. I, I'm i more so on the side that the Johnsons do it because when they hire coaches, because the Jets have been so dysfunctional that they don't want to say, hey, we're going to fire you midseason. We'll give you the the proper like on your way out.
0: You get to finish the year and that's it. I Boom. As businessmen, the Jets don't fire coaches midseason. So you know no matter what, you're not going to get fired midseason. It's not going to look bad on your resume. No matter what. People forget. People forget. You know what I'm saying? Last year we're like, oh, the Jets finished with six games at the end. You know what I mean? Like that's what we remember on paper. We don't remember the circumstances. We don't remember that teams are benching their players. You know what I'm saying? It's a narrative that people fill. And the narrative for the Jets is the Johnson zone fire coaches mid- So I'm with you.
1: Yeah, so uh, like look. And the thing is is that this team didn't look it my qualifier is that we look we. Should have won this game because we played a four string quarterback. We didn't win this game, which is horrendous for having most of our starters. But the thing is that the team didn't look so abysmal that it did week one, week two, and week three that it caused, uh, that it was a cause to fire Gaze this early. But I don't want to go into that, man. Uh, I, I saw this, I saw this trend coming, which is why I was like, that, that was like, this is really why I was upset too, is because. It had, it I I wanted this game to either go one one way or the other. It's either we win in good fashion and then he stays because it's like, look, if we get the W, I'll be happy to get the W. If we lose in miserable fashion, he has to get out of here because if you can't even muster up the energy to show up on a Thursday night game to even compete, and you're only like get seven to ten points, and the other team, like the Broncos, scored thirty. Some was it thirty. Was it 37 points on us? If they scored 37, we got 10. That's that's due for a firing. But we were competitive enough that we were in this game all the way to the end. So he was right in there. He was right in that soft spot where he gets to stay. So whatever. Whatever. Just get ready for – it's just <sighs> – uh,
0: so, Sorry I had to bring it up in the cetera section, but it was breaking news. But I'll, I'll I'll end you on a kind of happy note. Or one of my big upsets that I don't think anybody's talking about this week would be the Raiders over the Buffalo Bills.
1: Ooh, that's actually another game I wanted to bring up because I actually am also excited for that game. I do like that game. I actually I do think the Raiders are going to squeeze this one out. I just have that weird feeling.
0: This feels like kind of game.
1: Yeah. Like
0: Low-scoring, sloppy, Derek Carr, and um, Allen kind of – Running the same offense, long plays, <laughs> coming back. You know what I mean? Like I just think like they just throw it down the field. They get those big plays, digs, rugs. They're kind of like built the same, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I I could I could see that. Yeah.
0: You like wreaking havoc on the line. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. On the other side.
1: Yeah, quarterbacks are are
0: single Terry going at it. Other running backs. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Nah, no, I, I could totally see that. The quarterbacks are totally different, but the teams are kind of constructed the same. I would, I could see the Raiders getting the edge on this one though. They got that, they got that grit, and I think they're also playing in Vegas, right? Yeah, they're in Vegas too, so they're home. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see the Raiders uh, edging this one out.
0: So they're home. See. Yeah,
1: you know the other game I did really like. I know it got postponed, but I did also want to see the Titans and Steelers because that would have been a really good game.
0: It's going to be cool, and especially it's going to have a lot of eyes. It's going to definitely be a primetime game when it happens. It's going to be the, you know, the quote-unquote COVID game. So I'm actually really excited for when that does happen, and I hope it's in the cold. I hope it's, like, late in the season, AFC, like, it's a big playoff picture, Tennessee versus Pittsburgh, so healthy, and, you know, nice little clash of defenses.
1: For sure, for sure. Okay, so before we end it out, there's another – there's another set of teams. There's another, there's another two teams that are 0 and 3. Do you know who? No,
0: uh, off the top of my head. Philly? Did Philly win a game?
1: Philly, let me see. Did Philly win a game? Philly did not win a game, but they're, not, they're, they tied.
0: Okay. All right. Or Atlanta. Atlanta didn't win
1: a game. Uh, what? Atlanta. No, they have not won a game, but it's two, it's a matchup of two teams that have not won games.
0: Oh, Jacksonville, Cincinnati game.
1: Actually, is it?
0: Or, is it? or the won a game? Jackson won a game. Who we Jackson,
1: got? No, no, no. It's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say no. Jackson won their first game. No, it's um, it's the Vikings and the
0: um, oh my goodness, the Texans. Vikings, the Texans are winless. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: God, surprising game. Who you got there?
1: Oof. This is like the. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Vikings.
0: Ah, wow, the Vikings are four point dogs.
1: I'm going to take the Vikings in this one, just because, Bill Bryan, you are really stinking it up down there in Houston.
0: Yeah, I really don't trust the Vikings defense, so I'm gonna. We might we might have a little friendly, uh, our first friendly pod wager between between you and I. We'll 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 see, but we'll see what happens there.
1: What are we wagering a beer?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, just a little friendly wager, just to talk about. I, I honestly, I, I see the Texans. As a really good team that has gotten unlucky. They have played incredible teams so far. And the Vikings are just a trash team, in my opinion. Their defense is bad. Zimmer, uh, Kirk Cousins is not good. Um, and I don't think Zimmer really has control of the locker room anymore. I
1: can, I, see, I can see both sides. I'm going to leave more so of O'Brien because he took away Watson's weapons. At least for Kirk Cousins, he does have weapons. Also, it's a 1 o'clock game, so Kirk Cousins is actually fine in 1
0: o'clock games. That's what I'm going to go with. All right, man. Uh, I guess I'll wrap it up for this Rapid Reaction episode of the Jets. Oh, abysmal first quarter of the season, 0-4, down in prime time. We have another prime time game versus Patriots at some point this year on a Monday.
1: Oh, God.
0: That'll be fun. Uh, But, yeah, man, any last words, Alex?
1: Um, Yankees won Yankees are moving on To the ALDS
0: Like uh, Like before this Before the game started I was You know Texting uh, With you and Ricey In our group chat Oh nothing You know It's going to be really hard For the Jets to get me down Because we expect nothing from them And the Yankees Just crushed You know Yesterday And we won the series And Tampa's coming up Like I'm riding on such a high Man oh man Was I wrong there
1: Look man we even got ricey in on this ricey was like ricey even sent us a text saying like man i see how the jets can let you all down it's like yeah yeah they get they get the lead for like a hot split second and then they just kill you
0: ricey we're sorry for bringing you on this page oh man look for our next episode coming next um But please make sure to subscribe, like, and um, really just tell your friends. We're here to build the community. Um, I mean, as Jets fans, we're all so sad. We kind of need a support group, man. And we're here for each other.
1: We all need each other, all right? So, John said it. Ricey, kick us out. Have a good one, everyone.
0: Let's go Jets.
1: I guess. (laughs)